Hi everyone, I'm Zoya Hassan. We're backstage here at the Under 30 Summit with Akash Nigam, the co-founder and CEO of Genies, and he's also a speaker at the summit today. Akash, thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. So Akash, tell me, you're building what you see as a new social media platform that can do things that Instagram or like Facebook couldn't achieve, mm -hmm. kind of give us a glimpse into people's like everyday lives, their coffee orders, every all sorts of things. So tell me a little bit more about your vision for this platform, GDs, and also how you got the idea for it. Yeah, no, I feel like the, the way that the internet is moving, um, there opens up a void for people to be able to capture and socialize their inner selves. So if you think about like Instagram today, the only thing that gets captured are your highlight moments, right? So it's like, look at me with my friends at Coachella, or uh, look at me at dinner with my friends and so forth. But that only really defines 0.01% of who somebody is, right? So like what you're touching on are the little things that make up somebody's personality, and that's how you fall in love with someone, right? So to give an example, like I feel like you went on a bad date if the only things that you know about that person when you left the date are where they went to school, where did they work, like all like the main big facts about somebody, right? But the little things, like so, you know, what do you do order at Starbucks and do you chew your straw? How do you eat a taco from like the left side or the right side? What would you do in a situation if, you know, like 10 gorillas were chasing you or something like that and you could either like hunt them or you could jump off the cliff, right? Like all those little things add up into somebody's personality. And so we feel like through our avatar social network, which is gonna be an interoperable ecosystem of all these experiences, through gameplay and through the choices that they make through the gameplay and the conversations that they have, our AI framework is going to be able to um, define what your personality is over yeah. time and it affects the way that avatars interact with each other. And tell me a little bit more about that gameplay, like what sort of games or experiences are going to be available in this genie's world? Yeah, so I mean, look, we have our dev kit. Okay. The dev kit allows developers to be able to create these experiences. Our interoperable tech makes it so that all these experiences work with each other, both visually, but then also informationally as well, meaning that their personalities will um, influence one game to the next. Um, the, the experiences that we feel like are going to be popular in the very beginning are going to be more game-like. Anytime a new social network or a new computing device are popularized, it always starts with games, right? So like if you think about like the App Store, when the App Store first came onto market, it's not like they were going on stage talking about like, and then there's going to be these, you know, like Facebook and like YouTube and so forth. It was like a beer chugging app and then there was like the flash, actually on stage they showed the flashlight app. They were like, and look what you can yeah, do, I right? I remember that. Exactly. I also remember the beer chugging. Yeah, so like it always starts that way and people yeah. forget. And so like, you know, it's like the classic saying, like everything, everything big, initially starts and feels like a toy. Um, and so we feel like those like innocent, like fun games are gonna be like really interesting at first, is going to adopt kind of like the mainstream center of culture Gen Z. Okay. And then over time, experiences are gonna become more robust, more serious, um, and you're gonna see more like social, social dynamics at play. Mm. And you already have people like Justin Bieber and Offset that have created these avatars. Tell me a little bit more about that. Like what are Justin and Offset doing with their genies? Yeah, so what they've done in the past is they've used their genie to be able to memorialize key life-defining moments. So a music release or some type of big announcement. Um, and they showcase it on TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat and where, where people exist today. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been really cool, but I think um, now that we've been afforded the resources, what we want to do is take it away from it just being this alternative personality on mm -hmm. social media, but we want them to use it at, as almost their own virtual being within this ecosystem. And the more they use their avatar, the more conversations they have, 
the more their avatar starts to learn, act, and think just like them as well, right? So it's going from almost like content they can use on their social platforms to now actually being its own dynamic, robust, individual agent. Mm -hmm. And Akash, you've raised quite a bit of money, $250 million, and your genies is a unicorn. But tell me, what was that journey like? Uh, not short. <laughs> it was super. It was super long. Um, and I think a lot of people see like they almost think of like genies being born in the last yeah. like, three four years. But in truth, like we've been kind of at it since 2014, right? So I dropped out of school in 2014, 2015, and there were a bunch of different iterations along the way until we got to genies. Um, but it's been it's been intense. Um, what, what what I'm very proud of is like two things of the company. I think one, the culture of our company and the virtues that people adhere to. And then number two is our vision has never unwavered, right? Like the overarching vision of capturing and socializing people's inner selves through avatars that will lead to more authentic connections. Um, we've been able to prove our thesis along the way, each MVP one after the next. And now we're kind of at this position where we can really try and realize the full potential of the vision. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely our biggest swing yet, but um, our, our, our prior three have gone according to plan, knock on wood. So we'll see if this one pans out, but we feel really confident. Yeah, so you know, you're feeling great about this and that's awesome. But I want to know, like, what was one of the hardest decisions you had to make to get where you are today? <sighs> um, you know, like, it's not like it's been roses and flowers for the last like four years yeah. straight there's been some really trying times and so I feel like layoffs are always tough so like you know letting go of people that are really talented but making sure that the business can remain agile mm -hmm. um, laying off like key individuals that have been part of the journey for a long time um, and I think like just making like I think like there've been like trying decisions but they've panned out to be for the better of the business like making sure that we're not getting distracted by shiny things right so there's like a lot of opportunity on market, a lot of big brands or a lot of big people that are contacting us wanting to do some type of partnership. And we sit there, we're like, is that really going to advance our overall mission? And if it's just kind of a flash in the pan yeah. moment, we typically try to put it to the side and then we focus on our on our core vision. So I'd say like the hardest thing has been like probably like layoffs and then just like sacrifices that everybody has to make in general at a startup. But, you know, startup, I think like working hard is such a commodity at this point and everybody works hard. So it's about who who can think the most critically and who can uh, uh, who can who can uh, rabbit hole down like really really interesting mm -hmm. paths to work on these like A plus problems or what we consider the biggest overarching and most ambiguous problems as well. And Genies is not your first startup, is it? Uh, I mean, it depends like what you count as a startup. Yeah. I mean, I had a, a bunch of different things that I did in high yeah. school, and then I had like five different apps, six different apps that I tried in college. Okay. So they were all like, kind of on an individual basis. I worked on it with like a couple different people each time. You can almost think of them as like projects before they became like a company. Genius is like the first company for sure. Company. Yeah, okay. yeah. But you always knew that you wanted to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I think like everybody. I think like the word entrepreneur is getting, well, I think like two things about the word entrepreneur. I think like one has been romanticized to a fault. Um, and so like our manifesto that we've come out with is titled The Light of Life of an Inventor and actually goes through so many different aspects of what it takes to be, in my opinion, a really great and effective entrepreneur mm -hmm. in today's age where everybody thinks about it as, again, like all of these like peaks, but there's a lot of valleys that come along with it. Um, but then number two, I feel like, you know, anybody that's like, Posting content on TikTok is an entrepreneur. Yeah. Anybody that's in Roblox creating really cool fashion is an entrepreneur. So I feel like everybody has like entrepreneurial, there's more entrepreneurial DNA strands in everybody today uh, than there has been in the past. So yeah, I guess like I've always wanted to create stuff. I'll put it at that. Yeah. And if you could go back in time and tell your teenage self, you know, the probably the 
version of you that had that first idea that you were trying to pitch out or work on, what would you tell him from all that you've learned today? Uh, it's a good question. It's what my therapist actually asked me the other day. <laughs> uh, I would say, I would say like just to, um, you know, enjoy the process, like enjoy, enjoy the journey. Um, take more photos, honestly, take more photos, capture as many moments as you can. Um, and that like, you know, like we're still like super young, right? It's like, you know, at, at this point, like I guess, uh, over 30 at this point, but like it's, it's still been like a really awesome journey just to capture as much content as possible to like reflect back on in a nostalgic way in a really fond way. Yeah. And Akash, what's the legacy that you want to leave behind? The legacy I want to leave behind, uh, it's a couple of things. I think like one with genies, um, I want people to actually realize their, their inner self or authentic self. I feel like at the end of the day, the world is just a crowdsourced project of people trying to make it a better place. When you think about it, like literally every single person here, like, um, and they contribute in a different way, whether it's creatively or whether it's through service or whether it's through uh, entertainment, like everybody contributes in that fashion. The way I want to contribute to earth is um, allowing people to actually showcase their vulnerable and their inner self. Cause I feel like the more, vulnerable the world is, the more authentic the world is, which typically leads to uh, longer and lasting better connections. Awesome. And my last question for you. To the other under 30s and aspiring entrepreneurs, especially the ones who want to like raise more money or struggling to raise money, what is your one piece of advice? Uh, I would say like raising money and then also hiring people are two vanity metrics that really don't matter when it's all said and done. I think a lot of people like, you know, it's annoying for me actually during interviews when people are talking about, I mean, you're annoying obviously, <laughs> yeah. but my point being is like, it comes up a lot. Like, okay. hey, like how much money have you raised? Look at the people that have like backed you and so yeah. forth. And I'm kind of like, that's just like, uh, that's just like a, a byproduct of like what we've done and like them helping us get to the next step. And we've been really calculated in who we've brought on. Um, but truthfully, like you want to build your business to be as big as possible while keeping those two vanity metrics as low as possible, right? Okay. If you're thinking about outcomes. So um, I would say like those things don't matter as much. There's a lot of tools that are available on the internet for you to be able to start your business without any money. And uh, uh, money and, and people that get associated with the business should be a growth factor. And you also started Genies with no money? Or? Zero money. Yeah. Yeah, 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 no, no, we were struggling big time for around like, I don't know, four years. Um, and so like it, it was really scrappy, but I would say like, our, our best ideas and our, our till this day have come from when we feel like we have zero dollars in the bank. So that's kind of our MO. It's like a lot of the time, like we make sure that everybody thinks of garage days and that everybody f feels like we have zero dollars in the bank. Because when you're when you think in that perspective, then you're forced to think the most creative. Yeah, and that's great advice. Thank you, Akash. Thanks so much.